Welcome to This Week in the State Line, where we talk with local people about the local topics that you care about. Welcome to another installment of This Week in the State Line. I am Steve Summers, and today we are so excited because the sky is the limit today. Now, really, it is when you find out that we're talking about a B-17 bomber on display at the Chicago Rockford International Airport coming up May 3rd through the 5th. Today we have Jeff with us today. Jeff, thanks for being here today. So tell us a little bit about, first of all, why is there a B-17 bomber coming to Rockford? It is part of the Experimental Aircraft Association's uh, yearly tour. And this year, our Chapter 22 here in Rockford has been lucky enough to be chosen as the first stop on the spring tour for the aircraft. So then from Rockford, it'll go to different destinations all around the country. So we're the very first to get the privy information and the privy rides on this that is correct yeah we are the first (laughs) tour stop this year uh and after that i believe the next tour stop is kankakee all right so the experimental aircraft aviation in oshkosh wisconsin everybody kind of combines oshkosh with experimental aircraft because of their big celebration so this is a part of that just coming into our area then yes uh we're just going to have the b-17 and it does its tour and then uh at AirVenture this year, we'll be back up in Oshkosh for that and then start out again on the fall tour. Now, here's the exciting part is that you and I, we can ride on this plane, which is truly uh, a work of art. You have some statistics about the B-17 bomber that's going to be here? Yes, I do. Uh, this particular aircraft was built in 1945. It came off the line May 18th, 1945. Wow. Unfortunately, a little too late to see service in World War II. Uh, EAA has been lucky enough to have this aircraft and refurbish it to roughly 99% of its original flying condition. Wow. Uh, This also happens to be the only B-17 left flying in the world out of eight that are available that has the working ball turret, which is the gunner at the bottom of the airplane. Ours is the only one that has it. Wow. That's pretty amazing when you think that out of all these that are remaining, this is the one that's still in operation. Uh, One of eight that are still flying. That's crazy good. There were almost 13,000 of them built for World War II. So talk about trying to find parts like a needle in a haystack. That had been (laughs) probably too easy to do. No, it's probably not too easy to do. I'm sure most of them now have to be, you know, specially manufactured to keep the aircraft flying. Uh, You have to realize this plane is, what, 75 years old? Right, right. And it's powered by some pretty big horsepower, too, I understand, right? Yeah, there are four uh, right engines on it that generate about 1,200 horsepower apiece. Got to have that to lift a bomber, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, the uh, fuel capacity was 1,700 pounds, I understand, so that could take you pretty far in a mission. Uh, only about 1,800 miles was the total range on it. So it would go and then come back and refuel and then go somewhere else as, as right. if it would have been in service. For if it. it had been in service. Right. So it's just basically now a uh, a model that goes around. And I was mentioning to this Jeff earlier is that when you go into model aircrafts or model planes or any kind of hobby stores, these are the type of planes that are always hanging on strings off the ceiling because it was so impressive as a bomber. Yes, they are. And this was probably the most popular bomber of World War II. Now, it's all aluminum, so you can actually go and see this. We can actually get inside this bomber and take rides. 
Right, and they also will have uh, ground tours available um, during the day for it. And it's all going on at the Chicago Rockford International Airport again, May 3rd, 4th, and 5th. How do we get on the ride package? How do we get into this ride? You can call Oshkosh in advance to book an Book, uh, book a ride in advance, or uh, you could be there between 10 and 1 those three days to pay for a ride on the aircraft. So the uh, the flights will happen, what, an hour? Do you get an hour? I mean, it takes a while to get that plane up. In the the air, rides so. generally last probably about, yeah, pretty close, about 45 minutes. 45 minutes to an hour for the ride. Um, and then you get some pictures. Can we take pictures while we're on this aircraft as well? Oh, yes. Once the aircraft is up in the air, uh, they will tell you to undo your seat belts, and you can walk all the way through the aircraft, all the way up to the nose, and sit in the bombardier seat. Wow. And you said the uh, the actual turn underneath that turns, can you actually sit in that, too? Not unless you're about four foot tall. Oh, <laughs> it has to be for the small ones. Uh, there is no heat on the plane, so dress accordingly if you're thinking about going on this plane, because it was built for military use, not for luxury. Correct. Uh, they did not have any heat on this aircraft when uh, they were in service. I mean, these guys were dressed in leather jackets, wore oxygen masks, and at 30,000 feet, it was pretty cold up there. Wow. We were talking to Jeff about the uh, big B-17 aluminum overcast bomber that's going to be on display and available for rides at the Chicago Rockford International Airport, again, May 3rd, 4th, and 5th coming up. Um, how much does it cost for this ride? Obviously, it's not like, hey, give me a five spot and you can get on the plane. Or takes uh, a no. lot. <laughs> I would imagine. Unfortunately, uh, the rides for EAA members are $435. For non-EAA members, it's $475, but that also includes a one-year membership to EAA. And I want, man, there's a lot of vets in the military or um, elderly gentlemen who saw active duty and probably were saved by some of these bombers that were in action. So they probably would like to maybe experience that and close that gap, get that closure that maybe they've always wanted to do this. We have actually had some of the veterans come out to see the aircraft that were actually crew members on a B-17. Wow. Um, years ago, I think it was the first tour stop we had on it, we actually had a gentleman come out who was actually a pilot on one. He was shot down over the Mediterranean, uh, and they survived on an island in the Mediterranean for a few months before the Americans came and rescued them. Wow. The last tour stop we had, we had a gentleman come out who was actually the turret gunner on the bottom. He was telling us all about his experiences, and believe me, it brought tears to your eyes to listen to this gentleman speak. Uh, these these guys put their lives on the line on a lot of things, and to see the few remaining that are still surviving is amazing, and to hear their stories. So that's if you wanted to ride for $475 or so. But as far as if you wanted to see the ground tour, get up close, get a picture near it, or actually touch a wing or anything, you can still do that. And how much does that cost for someone to Well, the ground tour, actually, you walk through the aircraft. Okay. Um, Pretty interesting how you have to get into it. Uh, You climb a ladder and go through a hatch in the nose which is actually how the pilot, co-pilot, and bombardier got in the plane during the war. 
<laughs> uh, so you crawl up into that. You'll look at the cockpit. You'll walk right down between the bomb bays, right in the bomb bays, through the main portion of the aircraft where the waste gunners were, and to see just how amazing this aircraft was set up. Uh, ground tours are $10 per individual, uh, children under eight are free, $20 for families, uh, up to 17 years of age and any veteran is free, which is, uh, awesome. Thank you so much for doing that for our veterans. That's great. So this uh, plane is mission ready. It's called join the flight. A B-17 aluminum overcast bomber will be at the Rockford airport again, May 3rd, 4th and 5th. Is it going to be actually flown in to Rockford, or will it be transported in? It will be flown in. All it right. is supposed to come in Thursday uh, and fly in from Oshkosh. So that Thursday. could put us right over the radio station or over It's a good Rockford. possibility it could, depending on the weather or which way they decide to bring it in. But, yes, it will definitely be flying in over Rockford on the uh, 2nd of May, sometime in the morning and uh it's a sight to see even in the air and you can probably hear it too it's it probably wasn't uh you know supersonic i mean it had a lot of engines on it, a lot of horsepower yeah you'll hear it all right and if you're close to the airport like i said depending on which way they bring it in and to see a bomber come into the airport versus a jet is uh quite an experience it's all a part of the Experimental Aircraft Association's uh, big show coming up, and it's going to kick off the national tour here in Rockford, and then it goes all over the country uh, doing just what it's going to be doing here in Rockford with the first stop. That is correct. Wow. And it brings awareness, and it also brings a bit of nostalgia and closure for a lot of our vets, I'm sure. But I, again, I just love the look of this plane. When you see it, it's exactly those model planes you see with the glass nose on it, because that's where... All the uh, bombers and everybody were at so they could see their targets and such. Uh, it's just one of those very vintage planes, and it's all aluminum, so it's going to glow. There's a lot of shine to it. Oh, definitely a lot of shine. You uh, can't miss this plane on the ramp. Was it uh, always sh- shiny during the war? Because uh, did it want to be seen? <laughs> Where's the <laughs> Probably camouflage? Probably not, but uh, this is... Uh, it's an all-aluminum aircraft. Originally, these planes were kind of made out of wood to begin with, the original versions. This wow. is the G model, which is the last version off the assembly line. Unbelievable. So why was Rockford Airport chosen to be the first stop? Is it because of the growth of the Chicago Rockford International Airport, or why were we selected? Actually, Oshkosh contacted me. I was totally in shock that they contacted me to see if we'd like to host it as the first tour stop. We haven't had it here in six years. Okay. And uh, our proximity to Oshkosh, and I think a lot had to do with the fact that we haven't had the plane for six years, and they thought this would be a great way to kick off the tour season and fly it into Rockford and start it off that way. Wow, it's it's just going to be a beautiful flight. I hope the weather is so nice that weekend of May. Uh, Not only the Kentucky Derby, but also the B-17 in town. Uh, My birthday, too, but I'm not going to say that out loud. Oh, did I? (laughs) My uh, wife's, too. Oh, is it? Great. There you go. Um, And when you said it was first commissioned back May 18th of 1945, that's my wedding anniversary day, too. So it's kind of like we were meant to be here talking about this aircraft today. That's how I feel. Now, if you want to see this aircraft 
up close and personal. There are ground tours. If you want to fly on it, you can also fly inside. Does it go up to 10,000 feet? Do you know how high it goes? Because you said you have actually flown in this plane a couple of times. Yes, I've flown in it twice. Uh, no, it doesn't go up that high. They'll fly up about 2,500 feet okay. on it. So basically, they don't fly it that high. You get a good look out of what you can see out of it, actually, because there are no windows. There are no windows in it, no. Uh, but the, the plane is fully loaded with 50 caliber machine guns, the two waist gunners, the tail gunner, the nose uh, machine guns. And like I said, when the plane is up in the air on your tour, you are free to get up, walk through the aircraft all the way up to the nose and literally sit in the bombardier seat. And, and that's where it's the glass nose where you can see everything, everything out of that. That's an experience of a lifetime. So if we wanted more details, you could go to B17.org, the actual letter B, the number 17.org, and you can get more details about the B-17G bomber that's coming to Rockford for um, a display purpose, which would be awesome. And I'm imagining that when it does do these flights that people are buying, and there's limited seating, like 8, 10 people maybe at a time that could go. I believe it takes six. Six, six to, to eight. eight. Okay. So when they go up, it will probably be going up quite a few times. So you will be seeing this plane flying over the state line area, probably more than just when it came in or left. Oh, yes. Definitely. So. I mean, we're talking three days of flights on it. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing to see the plane. I mean, if you've never seen one, you look up and you think, what is that plane? And it's B seventeen bomber. The I mean, the intimidation that it must have created during war when you heard the engines and you saw that big plane come in. Now, what the wingspan on this? Is it pretty big? Hundred and three foot. Okay, so that's pretty wide. That's pretty wide. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure, um, even if just driving by the Rockford Airport, you're going to see a, a crowd gathering because it is so unique and uh, just a blessing to have it here in Rockford for the. Um, Experimental Aircraft Association. So when is the big celebration that goes on in Oshkosh? Have you been to that as well, being a part of this plane? and uh, The big celebration air venture takes place the last week in June. Last week in Oshkosh. June. Okay. And so it'll be there or, as well. Excuse me, last week in July. Is I'm that sorry. the end of the tour, or is it continuing throughout the, uh, the year? Does it go to warmer climates in the it winter? It actually months? goes to warmer climates during the year. It might be out in California during the winter. Uh, and I've seen it where they book book places out in California, out west, where it's warmer, and down south. Uh, it doesn't fly up here during the winter, obviously. Yeah, obviously. So if you want to take a ride again, it's B, the letter B, the number 17, altogether, dot org, B17.org for more details. What a treat to have the B-17 bomber in Rockford, Chicago Rockford International Airport, coming up May 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It'll be flying in on the 2nd, you said, in the early morning hours. So I will be glued out the window of the studio, making sure I can see or hear it as well, because this is quite the aircraft, and we are blessed to have it here in Rockford. Again, free for veterans or active military members to take a tour and to uh, touch the plane. Um, if I want to fly in the plane, you said it was about 475 per person, right? 475 for non-EAA members, but that also includes a one-year membership to EAA. Yeah, and that would be uh, wonderful. If you love aircraft, if you have the little ones, this is quite the treat. Uh, memories. Talk about memories with grandfathers and such. This is the way to do it. So, All right, so, uh, Jeff, before you leave, where will the B-17 be on display? Is it right by the terminal, or where is it going to be at? It will be uh, east of the terminal in front of Emory Air's 
uh, hangers. There's uh, their main building and then another hangar there. And it'll be on the ramp there between uh, Emory's two hangars at the airport on the east end of the terminal. Right. To park, you would pass the Emory hangar. There's a driveway to come up, and there'll be ample parking up there to park and walk up to uh, do your ground tour or sign in for the flights, ground tours, and such. So the flights at the airport will continue on with uh, UPS and all. The, they'll all continue with their normal schedules. They won't affect any flight schedules. Oh, no, won't affect any of that at all. All right, so the B-17 bomber will be on display coming up May 3rd, 4th, and 5th at the Chicago Rockford International Airport. How exciting. And, yes, you can fly in it. Again, details at B-17-B-17.org. Thank you, Jeff, for coming in today. We appreciate that. And that concludes another episode of This Week in the State Line. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. All right, welcome back to This Week in the State Line. Again, I am Steve Summers, and our guest this time around is Trent Geiger, the Assistant Director of Region A for Special Olympics of Illinois. Good morning, Trent. Thanks for being here today. Good morning, Steve. Thanks for having me. Uh, I invited you in because we want to talk about Special Olympics, which is hosting its big event coming up at Harlow High School this upcoming weekend, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th, right? May 4th. Yeah, May 4th. That's Saturday. Uh, does it go longer, or is it just a one-day event? Uh, for this event, it's a one-day event, but we do do year-round. Um, athletic competitions um, but for spring games which is athletic track and field and soccer we just do this one day event in region a well thanks what you do for special olympics taking care of some wonderful people and giving them opportunities to have a great quality of life and also to experience things such as the olympics right that's the whole point of special olympics exactly exactly it's given athletic competitions trainings all the opportunities to individuals with intellectual disabilities who may not have the platform to otherwise be able to participate in these type of events. And it takes a village to put this together at Harlem High School, no doubt. I mean, you need a lot of volunteers because you have how many athletes? It definitely does. Um, Between the soccer and track and field um, venues, we have over 850 athletes participating in this one-day event. Wow. And it's all on May 4th. May the 4th be with you, as they say, for that Saturday. (laughs) We might lose some Star Trek fans. (laughs) But you do need a ton of volunteers, right? We do. We do. Uh, Last year, I think, I believe we had over 600. um, And we need about that many to be able to pull this off and have every venue fully staffed and available for the competition that we put on. Does a volunteer need to know anything about sports, or do you teach them what to do? Uh, we, we do training for all the volunteers. We have a wide a, array of opportunities for volunteering, whether they work at a specific sports event, 
um, whether they're just escorts and they're taking the athletes, keeping them in their groups and their divisions, um, taking them to the events and then presenting awards. We have awards volunteers. Um, we have runners who are just bringing results back and forth for data entry. Um, we have quite a, a large amount of opportunities available. All right, so the spring games will start on May 4th, Harlem High School. At what time and when do they last? Uh, opening ceremony starts at 9 a.m., and if you haven't been to it, I highly recommend coming out. Um, we give the opportunity for all our agencies that are participating to walk around the track. They get introduced. Usually the stands are packed with fans in the stands who are just cheering for their athletes who will be competing later that day. Um, we have a lot of cool things that we do. Um, we say the Special Olympic Athlete Oath, which starts off every competition that we do throughout the state. Um, and then competition starts at 10 a.m. Um, and all the different venues, um, whether it's track or field or soccer. I think I've seen pictures of like a torch, like the Flame of Hope being brought in. We do. We, walk with, we work with the Law Enforcement Torch Run, who is one of our largest supporters throughout the state of Illinois. Um, and part of the opening ceremonies is the torch run where we choose an agency that has four athletes um, and they will run around the track with a lit torch with law enforcement in tow, um, helping them kind of showing the partnership as to how they interact. Um, they'll go all the way around and then they will light the cauldron. And that is the official start of our event. You even have a cauldron. It's just like the Olympics. We, we do. We do have the cauldron. <laughs> it's it's very similar once you see it all. So everybody is a winner because they're getting an experience of a lifetime, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's gold, metal, bronze as well, or is it yeah, just everybody? We have winner? gold, silver, bronze. Um, so our track events have up to six people in a division. So then we have fourth, fifth, sixth ribbons. Um, our field events, we can have up to eight in a division. Um, and then any athlete who wins a gold medal at our event uh, next weekend qualifies for the state summer games, which is held down in Bloomington Normal um, the weekend of June 7th, 8th, and 9th. That's crazy how big it has gotten. Yeah, well, the the summer games down in Normal, they have about 4,000 athletes that come to it um, who qualify from all over the state in regional qualifiers like we're hosting here. Unbelievable. Now, Special Olympics of the Region A, which is what areas? Region A, we serve 12 counties. So we are the 12 northwestern geographic counties in Illinois. Um, Those counties are... Well, Winnebago would be in there, correct? Winnebago's in it. Boone, Bureau, Carroll, DeKalb, Joe Davies, LaSalle, Lee, Ogle, Putnam, Stevenson, Whiteside, and then Winnebago. So if you look at the the top left corner of a map, we're the 12 most. We go over to Iowa, up to Wisconsin, down to the South Peru area, and then over DeKalb Boone. That's a, a big area to cover. It's a large geographic area. with We have a, a total of about 1,750 1,750 athletes participating wow. throughout that region. That's crazy. Now, I know Special Olympics is a non-for-profit organization, correct? And that is correct. So is there a fee involved, and how do you support games like this? Uh, Special Olympics Illinois does not charge any fee for any of the athletes that take part. We cover the costs of uh, awards. We provide lunch for our athletes. Uh, obviously, very volunteer-driven, so without the help of the community, we have a hard time. we would have a hard time doing anything. Um, but we are totally self-fundraising. Um, so in March, you'll probably hear about the Polar Plunge, and mm-hmm. um, that's one of our largest fundraisers. Again, working with the Law Enforcement Torch Run, um, who who puts it on for us, the police um, all around this area. Um, we have 
many other different fundraisers throughout the year. We have a Texas Roadhouse fundraiser where they provide lunch and the cops are the waiters and all tips. It's a free lunch. All tips go directly to Special Olympics Illinois. Um, we do that throughout the state. Uh, May 17th, we will have Dunkin' Donuts Cop on a Rooftop. Uh, so there's four locations in this area where you will drive by Dunkin' and don't be surprised if you see the squad cars out front with their lights on. Um, they're not getting robbed. The cops are actually up top uh, trying to raise money for us, uh, which has been wildly successful in the past. That's crazy. So that's that's a great thing for Special Olympics. But my my, my next thought is so many events, so many things going on in Special Olympics. So how do the athletes hear about this? And, and how do individuals at home who say, I want to be a part of that right now, get involved? Um, they can contact Special Olympics Illinois. Uh, our website is soill.org. Um, we do have a contact um, drop down on there where they can put in their zip code and they will be fed the names of the region staff who are are part of that region. Um, they can contact us directly. We have a lot of school based programs. We have independent teams where um, parents or members of the community have just formed a team because they saw the lack of opportunities available for their children. Um, so there's there's a wide range or wide range of of options available to start an agency. And to start competing. So this is uh, Trent Geiger, the assistant director of Region A, which we just found out is pretty much all of Northern Illinois. (laughs) Uh, Special Olympics of Illinois, they're putting on their spring Special Olympics at Harlem High School on May 4th, starting at 9 a.m. So spring, winter, I mean, the spring Olympics. Is there a winter Olympic? We do have a winter Olympics. Yeah, we have snowshoeing and downhill skiing. (laughs) I've never heard of that. Uh, the The fantastic thing about state winter games, it's actually held in our region up at Chestnut Mountain in Galena. So we are lucky in Region A where we host two of these state events where the region qualifiers from throughout the state of Illinois um, come compete to win the state gold medal. Um, one is the state winter games that is out in Galena. The other one is state fall games, which we host volleyball again at Harlem High School. And um, then we actually have equestrian out at Bravehearts in Poplar Grove. I've heard a lot about Bravehearts. Yeah, yeah they, they, they are the venue for our equestrian. And a lot of people kind of look at me sideways when equestrian. Yeah, I mean, they bring the horses out, and it's, it's really quite a sight to see. Yeah, It's all about quality of life and learning, which is all about it, and opportunities. And sports transform. Uh, you can look at it. We could go sit down and pull up to a complete stranger, and we could talk about sports. Um, that, that's, it, it has the ability to it unites beyond political ambitions or or anything else um it it gives everyone a common ground where they can all compete the same so you have a lot of people to thank no doubt harlem high school because they've been there it seems like over and over and over for you chestnut mountain for the winter games which i just found out they actually occur (laughs) so anyone else that special olympics needs to thank for this um all our volunteers really again what i've said earlier this is such a volunteer-based program Um, And we wouldn't be able to do any of the um, events that we do without the volunteers. So every single individual, whether they're large groups, we have some large groups that participate and take uh, part. Alpine Kiwanis uh, feeds a lot of um, volunteers our way. Rosecrans. um, There are some very large groups. Harlem High School has a large group that's going to come out and volunteer um, at this this event. Um, But even if it's one person who's signing up to our online registration and is coming out, 
um, we can't thank enough because we couldn't do it without them. If you want to do something good, if you need service hours or if you just want to connect, then how do we reach out to you again to become a volunteer? Because that really seems to be the big drive you need. That, that is the big drive. Um, well, right now we, we will accept volunteers through the end of the day Friday. Um, because such a large event, we have to have time to print everything out and make mm-hmm. things happen. Um, you can go to our website, soil.org. Um, there, there is a calendar dropdown where you can go to Region A. Or you can contact me or my boss directly um, through our Special Olympics website. Again, you can go to contact Region A. You can call me or Debbie Kelly, um, and we can get you set up and signed up and send you the information you need. Well, it sounds like you have got everything pretty much in place. You just need to um, like not sleep for a few days and, and pull this off on May 4th. Yeah, sleep, sleep ended a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so uh, there's those times where we wake up in the middle of the night and remember something. So sleep with a pad by, next to the bed and uh, write things down, but... Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll sleep hard May 4th. All right, so May 4th, Harlem High School Special Olympics, the spring game starting again at 9 a.m. Uh, the competition will be fierce but friendly and uh, a great opportunity for a lot of individuals. So thank you so much, Trent, for coming in, and uh, good luck on the Special Olympics. Thank you for having me, and thank you for uh, broadcasting this. And, and keep in touch and let us know more about the uh, winter games. Definitely Snowshoeing will. sounds interesting, I have at, to say. And fall games in the Rockford area. <laughs> we can do it again. All right, this has been This Week in the State Line. Thanks for listening. Join us next Sunday morning at 6 for another edition of This Week in the State Line. 